right, I'm here with Josh Horn, the co-chair of the Cannabis Law Practice at Fox Rothschild, and we're going to be talking about psychedelics. They're a hot topic right now in business and in law, so let's start unpacking. Josh, let's just begin with the basics. When we say psychedelics, what are we talking about? What does that term mean? Yeah, I think it can include a lot of different things, actually. It includes cannabis, but it also includes other scheduling drugs like LSD, MDMA, and psilocybin, just to name a few, that have uh, mind-altering effects on individuals. So why is this a hot topic right now? What are the commercial or business possibilities with psychedelics? Well, I think it's important in order to talk about um, why psychedelics are important today, it's important to have a sense of their history. And traditionally, LSD, putting aside the military testing that was done on soldiers back in the 50s and early 60s, it was actually used to treat mood disorders and until it, it basically became bastardized in the 1960s through the uh, tune-in and drop-out mindset of people like Timothy Leary. So it, it kind of got wrapped into all the Schedule One drugs when the Controlled Substances Act came out in 1971. But those treatments for mood disorders never really went away. You now see companies doing FDA, Health Canada-approved research in the development of drugs from things such as LSD or um, psilocybin for the treatment of mood disorders, much like the history were historically done before we had the period of time from the 60s where it was more seen as a social substance that people were taking to um, you know, drop out, so to speak. So what I'm hearing you say is there's a lot of R&D going on right now. There is, there's a substantial amount of R&D. There are a number of companies that are traded on public exchanges, psychedelics for the purpose of treatment of mood disorders. So it's really gotten a lot of traction, I would say over the last couple of years. And I think you know, as medical marijuana has become more and more accepted, I mean, people don't appreciate the fact that you know, marijuana was traditionally considered to be a psychedelic as well. You know, and now that use of medical marijuana and CBD have gotten so much traction, I think it's only logical that, that people are taking a look back at psychedelics and revisiting you know, their efficacy in the treatment of, of mood disorders, for example. So you decided to create a national survey of state psychedelic laws. Tell me a little bit about the legal landscape right now and why you decided to create that survey. Well, Shannon, so it's a lot like what we did a few years ago when we created our survey on national, um, national survey on cannabis and hemp law, which we update on a regular basis, because this is like cannabis is becoming more and more state specifically regulated, where it is still illegal on a federal basis, but you have certain states like Colorado and Oregon and Washington and some municipalities that are recognizing or decriminalizing psilocybin, for example, that in particular. And so I thought it was important, you know, for our clients who are who are in in this space to know what the laws are or looking to get into the space to know what the laws are in the states where they may be located, because some states may be more open to the treatment of medical conditions with these substances than others. And so what we try to do is capture all that data in one interactive survey that if you go on to a particular state and click it, you'll get all the applicable law and whether or not the state recognizes it for treatment of a medical condition. 
So how many states are already taking significant steps in this area? Only a handful at this time. I mean, the most most out there, I, I would say, would be Colorado, Oregon, and Washington, and maybe to a lesser degree, California. And it's interesting because they're also the original cannabis states. So I would suspect, and then there's, you know, municipalities within states are doing it as opposed to statewide. But I think that's pretty telling, and I suspect it's going to keep moving like cannabis did from those states east. So when we think of investors or entrepreneurs who are thinking about getting into this space, what are the risks? Why would they want to use this tool? Well, they would want to use this tool to be on the cutting edge of medicine. You know, like I said earlier, you know, it was used for treatment of mood disorders a long time ago, but it, you know, that research basically stopped because it, it wasn't, it wasn't being legally sanctioned. So now you have it legally sanctioned with some companies. And so everyone is looking for the next great thing. Everyone wants to invest in the next Amazon when it's at a dollar a share, as opposed to a thousand dollars a share. People who suffer from depression have, have literally suffered in silence and have unfortunately taken their lives because it's gotten to be too much. And I think public awareness of this tremendous problem in this country and elsewhere will only give rise to ingenuity and development of alternative treatments other than the pharmaceuticals that are available today, because some of those have adverse impacts on people's ability to function on a daily basis. And the hope is maybe psychedelics will be an alternative form to get to the same spot without the same side effects that people get when they, they take other pharmaceutical drugs. Talk to me about the comparisons between psychedelics and cannabis. What are the, what are the similarities between cannabis and psychedelics and what are the differences? Well, it depends, it depends on the substance really. I mean, psilocybin, I mean, that's naturally, that's a, you know, otherwise known as magic mushrooms. I mean, so those are like a plant, although a mushroom isn't a plant, it's a fungus. And LSD is derived from ergo, which is a naturally formed substance, but other things are not, and they're purely chemical. So I think if you're gonna draw a, a big distinction, Generally speaking, I think the traditional psychedelics like LSD and MDMA and things of that nature are more chemically derived where, you know, cannabis in its purest form is the bud of a plant that you crinkle up and put in your bong or your, or you roll into your joint or you're put in your pipe. Although, but, you know, but it's interesting though, even though you can see the traditional psychedelics is more being chemically based, but at the same time, cannabis is going to the same spot because you have derivatives, you know, oils. Uh, and things called butter that are, are derived by using, you know, chemical formulations. So there's a lot of overlap between the two, but I think that's probably the, the primary difference between it. We like to refer to cannabis as a highly regulated industry, right? As psychedelics matures, becomes a more complete space and more states get involved, are they going to follow the cannabis model in terms of how they're going to regulate psychedelics? I would say probably yes, but at the same time, you, you have these, you have companies that are actively engaged in the psychedelic space, but have the, the imprimatur of the FDA saying it's okay to do it. I see the medical applications for psychedelics that take a more traditional medicinal approval approach, FDA approved, since there are already companies that have FDA approved research going on, unlike cannabis, where it was always a hard stop, no research, the DA wouldn't allow it. And now, that door is opening um, a bit with the DEA. So you may see cannabis going down the path of more traditional pharmaceuticals going forward as well. On the 
adult use side, I would see it as be more like what we have in the states on the adult use side. And, and look, it's still federally illegal to use them for that purpose, but it is in, in same for cannabis in states like Colorado, Washington, Oregon, California, Illinois, and, and soon to be New York and, and New Jersey. Uh, but the federal government's not stopping that either. Thank you, Josh. I think we can leave it there. For listeners who are interested in accessing the National Survey of State Psychedelics Laws, you can visit the cannabis page at foxrothschild.com and navigate to the resources tab. Thanks for listening.